Good day, people. Welcome to the Dr. Slick Show. This is Dr. Slick, your regular host on this podcast show. All right. Today, we have a guest all the way from the United States of America. And um, before we kickstart today's episode, I would love to share this word with you, the listeners out there. Now, whatever you do, do it with all your heart and put all your mind and soul and then watch that thing you do, watch it grow with time. Okay, welcome to the show everyone and uh, today I would love to give my guest the opportunity to introduce herself. Good day, Monique. Good morning. Or good day. <laughs> time it is. Good morning, good day, any time of the day. Yeah. Okay. Um, great, Monique. Uh, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. Okay. Um, first, first things first. Um, the listeners will want to know who Monique is. All right. Well, my name is Monique DeLeon, and I hail all the way from Southern California and born and raised there. And um, yes, so I am a worship leader, an author, a speaker, and a course creator. Interesting profile. Wow. Okay. Um, You're welcome to the show once again. Thank you. Okay, great. Um, Going through your profile, I saw or I read where you wrote that you are radically in love with Jesus. Can you shed light on this? Yes. So I was raised in a Christian home. Um, but it was never something that felt very religious. Religious meaning like it was a bunch of do's and don'ts. Um, even though my parents divorced when I was seven, but my mom just instilled so much of the things of God into me ever since I was a little girl because I'm the youngest of five kids. So when all my siblings were at school, I was home with my mom and my earliest memories are just her on her knees crying and praying and so I grew up you know just really seeing her have her own you know encounters with God and just her own prayer time with God and so when I was four years old she started memorizing scriptures with me and um so it just really and teaching me about faith and so because when I was three is when I asked Jesus into my heart at three years old and then at the age of three at the age of three and i still remember it too yeah so at the age of three and then when i was four is when she started teaching me about faith and started memorizing scriptures with me and you know we'd pray together and teaching me how to pray and so god just became very real to me at such a young age and Mm. it was never just like you know her god no he was my god at that young age and um so she would just teach me stuff and 
Um, like one of the stories that I share in the book is how she really instilled faith because we had a cat and our cat got hit by a car and Mm. the neighbor brought the cat over and was like I'm sorry you know I saw your cat get hit by the car and the cat was dying because it was bleeding from its mouth it was bleeding from its anus it was vomiting and just pooping everywhere so the cat was dying and he's like I'm so sorry so my mom she said Monique we don't have money to take the cat to a vet you need to pray so I said okay so I laid hands on the cat and spoke healing to the cat and prayed for it in Jesus name the cat right away jumped up got up and ran to go play (laughs) and um so like an hour later about an hour later the neighbor came by and asked like hey how's your guy's cat you know I'm, I'm so sorry and I was like oh she's fine she's over there resting in the sun and he turned and he looked and the cat's just laying in the sun its tail's wagging and his mouth just dropped because he saw this cat get hit by a car and he saw Mm. the cat dying and he brought it to us and so yeah so my mom I was four years old and you know my mom just started teaching me about faith and so yeah so God was just something very real to me at a young age and so um he never really felt like a chore or anything like that and so that was kind of my my upbringing spending a lot of time in the word and um praying and stuff like that wow wow that's that was um that was quite uh, insightful there your first miracle was on a cart uh-huh. I mean, that's just <laughs> way, out of, way out of the ordinary. Wow. At that tender age. Okay, now, I'm um, talking about you growing up. Now, um, at what age did you feel or at what age did you uh, feel that connection with God to start worshipping His name and worshipping His name of God? Um, I'd say around 12. 12 years old is when I felt like singing was what I was called to do, doing praise and worship. So I always was in choir in school. And then at 15 is when I joined the youth praise and worship team at my church. And um, that's when I started leading praise and worship. And so little by little, and then when I was 17, and I started leading praise and worship in the main sanctuary um, for the adults at, at my church. So, but, <clears throat> excuse me, 12 is when I first, um, on the inside, felt like, yeah, like, this is what I'm, I'm called to do. So this gift of leadership came to you quite an, at an early age. Yeah, and it was um, like cultivated and developed because there was a worship leader and one of my youth leaders there that she was the one who kind of really encouraged me and um, kind of pushed me because I was shy to to do it. Like, <clears throat> sorry, like she would be like, um, okay, you can lead this song, you know, and, you know, I'm kind of nervous and She's like, you can do it. Come on, you can do it. And so like that, like she really, you know, 
encouraged and helped and um, kind of developed, you know, that within me, so to speak, because she recognized that within me. So she's the one that, you know, so it was great having a, a youth leader who recognized that and was to cultivate that. Wow. So music for you, music for you is more like um, a medium towards healing, deliverance from addictions and setting people free from bondage. You use me you use music as a form of um, a tool to set people free when you connect to God, right? Yeah, I recognized um, when I was a teenager how in the middle of praise and worship, people would be getting healed. Um, nobody would be laying hands on anyone, but just when the presence of God came, people would get healed. And I'd find out because people would tell me, um, you know, they would come up to me afterwards and, and tell me how in the middle of worship, pain left their body or, you, you know, whatever took place. And so... Um, yeah, so I just recognized that was in a way that God, you know, used worship um, that he put within me to minister to people. And so or people just, you know, being weeping and crying and just getting delivered from whatever in the middle of praise and worship. And how do you feel when all these things are going on? Well, I, I mean, I don't know any of it until after because I'm just worshiping God. You know, I'm just focused on leading people into his presence and connecting with him and connecting with you know the audience and the congregation so i'm just um enjoying him and ministering to people why why <clears throat> you're just enjoying yourself why healing is busy taking place yeah well i mean it's a matter of, you know just being sensitive to him and um yeah <laughs> Wow, that's that that's a powerful experience, you know. That's a very powerful experience. You you're not even you're not even obvious of what, what is going on around you. You're just lost in the presence of God. And then God is doing his thing, how he knows how to do his thing well mm -hmm. with you as the vessel here. Right? Yeah. So I'm um it's very much one of those things where it's like in the middle of worship, like it's you're doing something that you know you were called and created to do so it's like worship is where i'm totally in my element in worshiping with you know connecting with god and bringing you know his presence there so that way people can experience it as well and so yeah so that's what i know i'm called to do so brilliant okay so how do you now connect with secular audience and venues when you are invited to minister in secular places because i know definitely you must have received invitations for secular events how do you connect the two yeah so um particularly i was invited to sing in a nightclub in new york city and okay. that originally happened because i was invited to new york um to do some events for worship but somebody found me on social media and invited me to come to the radio station to do a segment, uh, an interview. And it's not a Christian radio station. It was a secular one. It was me and it was four guys. So it was like four guys on me. <laughs> so, um, But a couple of them, you know, they grew up in church, so they're familiar with God and stuff like that. So 
they liked my music. And um, so while I was there, someone heard my radio interview who was the event coordinator for this nightclub. So he called me and invited me to come be one of the artists on the roster. So I told him, I said, well, I hope you know that I only sing Christian music. Like I do worship. (laughs) And he's like, that's totally fine. I've been wanting to book a gospel artist for a long time. So I was like, okay. I'm like, as long as you know I sing about Jesus, then that's totally fine. He's like, okay, come. So at first he didn't know that I was in California. He thought I lived in New York. So um, that was, he said, the only reason why he called me. But I was like, no problem. I can make my way there. So um, so I had raised some funds and everything. And I had gone because I was there for like four days because I was doing ministry in different places, um, a couple different churches. So then one of the nights I just and um so the club was sold out it was a packed club and um there's probably about 300 people in there so it's a little small building it wasn't very big but about 300 people and um i was number four on the roster and which was really i wasn't at the very beginning and then um but everybody before me like was cussing and vulgar music and <laughs> you know it was like mother effa this and that and and even like even the girl even like the chick that sang before me same thing she's cussing and all this stuff and then i get up and um so it was on a sunday so i started off and i was like okay y'all today is sunday and i know some of y'all miss church so I'm going to bring church to you right now. And um, so then I started my set. And um, so I sang this song called In the River. And the chorus is we come alive in the river. Talking about, you know, like the Holy Spirit. And so, but I got the audience engaged. And I was like, come on, sing it with me. And so like the whole club, they were totally, because it was like, it had like a gospel feel to it. So the club was totally enjoying it. So like, everybody like you know was repeating after me and even they they had their drinks in their hand and they're like we come alive in the video <laughs> they were singing with me and um so then after my set i told them um i was like thanks you know whatever and i told them i said if any of you need prayer for anything please come find me my mom and i are sitting right over here we'd be more than happy to pray with you and um so the guy the event coordinator for the club afterwards he was like you know thank me so much because i had met with him and um he started following me on social media and stuff and and um he was someone who um knew god knew about god but wasn't really like serving god you know and so um he thanked me and then I had so many people in the nightclub come find me and thank me and they're like, thank you for doing something positive. That felt so good when you were on stage. And so I had so many people they're like, that was you know, good, clean music and you know, come up to me in the club. And so the guy, he got such positive feedback that he invited me again. And I went back like four months later again to, to the club because, um, He's like, that was great. Everybody loved it. You know, would you come back? And so, so yeah, so I went again four months later to the same nightclub to go sing. So it was fantastic. <laughs> so, um, 
so yeah it's just you know god giving you wisdom and how to connect with people who you know aren't saved but um just letting you know jesus shine through and you know and i just had a lot of fun with it and i wasn't you know like uh i wasn't religious or legalistic or judgmental no yeah no or judgmental because i mean that's people who don't know god they're gonna act like they don't know god and they're gonna be in sin and this is their life because they haven't had an encounter with jesus so you know there's no reason for say anything or try to convict them because it's not my job to convict them of their sin so i just need to be that light and let the holy spirit do that because that's what the holy spirit's job is so um so yeah so it was great and i just got to you know minister and so it was a lot of fun so yes i look forward to doing more of that in the future brilliant 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 um it's a good thing that you were able to do this without having this sense of trying to be judgmental or discriminatory. Because if you look at Jesus Christ when he came to the world, he didn't really go to those places that were holy. He, he went to places where sinners were. And he said that he didn't come for people who didn't need a doctor. He came for people who need, who, who were in need of a doctor. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why he was found mostly around so-called sinners. And that was how he was able to get a lot of people into the Christendom. Okay, now let's look at some of the places you've been to in your um, your career. I, I see here that um, you have performed at the legendary SOB in New York City. Mm-hmm. That's the one I was telling you about. Spaghetti. Uh-huh. Okay, that's the same place. Okay. Yeah. And spaghetti grill, yeah. spaghetti grill and lounge in California, mm-hmm. and and you've sung in several countries. You've even been to Africa before, Zimbabwe. Yeah. Tell us about the other countries you've been to. In Zimbabwe, I'm sorry. Would you say other countries I've been to? Yeah, in your musical performance. So I, yeah. So I go on a missions trip every year, and so every country I go, and I'm always singing, like at the different churches or rehab centers or things like that, special events. Um, So it's really great. And then when I go to Latin countries, I sing in Spanish. So um, I do a lot of my stuff in Spanish when I go to Latin countries. But I've been to 18 countries so far. So Jesus. 18? 18. Yeah. And um, so when I went to the Bahamas, I was a part of a group that was, we were on a cruise ship. So we were a part of the entertainment for the cruise, um, which was a lot of fun. And then um, most recent was I was in London um, for an event um, called Gospel Explosion Summit. So I was one of the American artists that was invited to come and be on this roster. So it was like three days of singing, different events and stuff. So that was great. Oh, brilliant. But yeah. I see you've been to Rocky. Yes. So that was probably my favorite, one of my favorite, favorite trips. I was in Siberia and um, Hmm. we did a vacation Bible school for 160 orphans. So it was Monday through Friday, all day long. And then in the evening, we went out to different places. That's when we were in different churches. I was singing in rehab centers for men, rehab centers for women. 
um, things like that. So that was a lot, a lot of ministry and probably one of my absolute favorite, favorite trips. Wow. These are very noble uh, strides that you have um, taken so far. And uh, definitely the Lord will continue to strengthen you as you continue to do more for him. Okay, as we are set to wrap this particular episode, uh, one more question to do justice to what you are into. I see you have a book and you are an author and an understanding teacher. Can you explain? Can you talk about your book and yourself as an author and yes. a teacher? So the book I wrote is called Pursuing Purity Under Pressure because I recognize this very over-sexualized culture that we are living in. And True. I wanted to bring this message of purity back um, in a new and a fresh way. Because when you talk about abstinence, when you talk about purity, I think people tend to like clam up, like they don't want to hear it, or they think, well, that's not me, I'm not pure, so it doesn't apply to me type of a thing, or I'm not pure anymore. Um, so I wanted to repackage this message in a new and a fresh way and really showing people the blessing and the benefit of waiting until marriage to have sex and doing things God's way, um, especially for the church, especially for the body of Christ. Um, but even people who aren't saved, because there's quite a few people actually who don't know God, but this is just a choice that they're making on their own. Um so just to encourage people in this and really answer the why question. And that's really what I aim to do in this book was give people the understanding of why God would be asking this of us and the benefit and the blessing of doing so. So I go in detail about that. So with the book, I created online courses um, that dive into particular topics from the book to give people a deeper understanding more scriptures there's like worksheets that go along with it there's video lessons so that way to help teach them in different areas whether it's temptation or about pursuing god or who the holy spirit is or just about sex um how sex is three parts spirit soul and body and diving into that and um teaching people and um yeah so my main i just very much have a desire to help people grow in their relationship with God and grow spiritually and to become more mature. And so that is what I did with um, these online courses and just the book as a tool to bring people the encouragement that even if you've already strayed from God's original plan, that there's always forgiveness at the feet of Jesus and you can start fresh and new and there's no condemnation or anything. And so, um, Yeah, so my own personal, so it comes out of my own personal story because I myself, I'm a virgin and I'm waiting until marriage to have sex. So it's kind of a, (laughs) which is not a very common (laughs) thing for my age, I guess you could say, being born and raised in Southern California. Um, But it's a decision that I've made. And so I talk about, you know, my own personal story as well um, in the book. Interesting. Uh, definitely, in our subsequent episodes, uh, we'll definitely have you on the show. We'll have you talk about abstinence, purity, and virginity, talking from personal gotcha. experience. 
and uh, share it with our listeners out there that it's actually yes. possible to stay as a virgin and abstain from sex. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very possible. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So much to talk about. So much to talk about. And um, great to really have you share your um, some aspects of your life especially your early years and one more thing I saw that uh, you started street evangelism at the age of 11 your mom allowed you to yeah. do this? so no 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 with my church so my mom okay. has always done street evangelism and that's kind of that's really you know both of our hearts is you know to see people get saved so um she didn't have like a babysitter for me so i just went with her so <laughs> basically so um yeah a lot of gang areas um is where we always went so since i was 11 um i would go with her and my church because we had like an evangelism team you know from my church so we went out every week and then we would do different outreaches for different cities once a month where they, you know, barbecued and had toys and were giving stuff out to people and praying for them and, you know, preaching to them. And and then her and I um, did something for eight years that we had started called Stop for Free Prayer. And what we did was down on Hollywood Boulevard, I had a sign and my sign said stop for, had the number four free prayer. So it was a way to evangelize to people without, we weren't handing out any tracts. We weren't preaching. We didn't have a bullhorn or anything like that. Simply, I stood in one spot and as people walked by, as I asked them, would you like prayer for anything? And if they said no, you know, they kept walking. It's fine. Just tell them to have a good day. But a lot of people actually stopped because they're like, what is this? And I'm like, what well, we're just offering if you need a prayer for anything. Is there something that you would need God to intervene? And they're like, well, I'm not a Christian. And I'm like, that's fine. You know, God, God still yeah. loves you. And, you know, he still wants to be a part of your life. So is there something that you need that we can pray for that he can intervene? And um, so, yeah, so it was a great way to minister to people without making them feel like they're being preached at or condemned as they're walking by or um like things like that like i didn't say you know god bless you or anything or to people as they walk by just asked if they wanted prayer yeah. for anything and um so most people who stopped were not churchgoers um but they would stop for prayer and so and then the prayer you know after we prayed that is what opened up the door to start to witness to them then you know sometimes they just took off right away but other times they would linger and just hang out and chat with us and so that's kind of what opened up the door to say well you know god really does love you you know just to remind you and he wants to be a part of your life wow. in a greater way than he is right now and definitely wants you to open your heart to him so he can come in and and so it just gave us an opportunity to witness to people in a way where you know they came to us instead of us going or forcing ourselves onto them they and i've you know since i've done street evangelism for years i've done all kinds like i've been with groups of people that stood on a soapbox and had bullhorns and were shouting at people i've passed out tracks i've done evangelism in all kinds of forms but this is what we found to actually be the most effective you know we didn't argue with people you know we weren't forcing ourselves on them it was just standing in one spot and just asking if you wanted prayer for anything and that was it 
And so it was very powerful. So we did it for eight years. Um, so mainly here at home in California, but we also different parts of California, but our favorite place to go was Las Vegas because we were right out on the strip. And so, because we used to have a business in Vegas, so we would go one week in the month. And while we were there, we would take a Saturday night or a Friday night and we go out on the street and we're there at least two hours because so many people would come up and ask for prayer. And it was just, um, it was great. And the police even would thank us for being out there. And um, wow. it was really good. So yeah, so definitely had just such a heart just to see, um, you know, people come to know God personally in a way that, you know, they can mm. can relate and where, you know, they don't feel threatened or yelled at, you know what I mean? Because they know they're sinning and you know what I mean? People don't need to be reminded that they are. They know yeah. that they are already. That's all. So, yeah. So that's that's what. Brilliant. 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 I love your story so much. And I know a lot of people listening to will connect with your very relatable story so your book how can people get your book or how can they so you can go to amazon you can find it on amazon just search for my name or the title pursuing purity under pressure or you can get it from my website my website is moniquedeleon.com great 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 all right it's been brilliant having you on the show once again and we do hope you will honor another invitation as we get you on the show sooner or later so you can talk and shed light on very 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 insightful topics for our listeners out there any final word to them no, for this episode? Just, thank you or so much final. for having me I'm grateful and yes I definitely look forward to being with you guys again great all right people that's the show for today thanks for listening and please do not forget to drop your comments do not forget to follow the show do not forget to share this episode with your friends till we meet again this is dr slick signing out do have yourselves great day a great day ahead and a productive week ahead too all right bye